Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This, This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards Johnson. Ned and Josh, sorry, featuring producer Michael. How are you? Good boys. How are we? Yeah, good, very thank you, well. Mate. Thank you, mate. That's very good. Now, I wanted to bring to a table to the table a uh, a discussion point that, after scrolling a few TikToks as I do, because I have nothing else to do mm. outside of work, but that's yeah, a TikTok, problem. TikTok correspondent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chronically yeah. online, Michael. <laughs> um, there was a TikTok of of a woman basically admitting, or like getting it out to people that she doesn't wash her pajamas yeah. or her sleepwear. Mm-hmm. Um, after every use. Yeah. Now, I thought that's not that weird. She washes them after several wears. Mm, okay, yeah. And the reaction was very mixed with a lot of people surprised thinking it's a bit unhygienic to not wash after pajamas every after every wear. Yeah. Mm. I don't have time to do You don't that. wash after every wear? Not everywhere. I do. There's no way. There's no way. There's no chance in hell. Are I you do. also the kind of person who washes your sheets three times a week? No, because no, I, <laughs> I live with Josh, and if he's going to bold face, I don't know the pajama one because I do. I wash, were, I wash my sleepwear after every single wash. Where? where? Because I sleep in my undies like a grown man. Oh. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. have. Right. A nice, I don't have a nice set of yeah. Peter Alexander satins <laughs> that I wear to bed every night. Guess who's wearing I'm... pajamas every night? <laughs> well, people who is who, doing that? People who are in loving relationships because uh, usually I. That's what I get for a lot of the time. I get mm. pajama gifts, so I actually have like seven pairs of pajamas. <laughs> Uh, Do you I, wear pajamas to bed every night? Well, not at the moment. It's hot as hell. <laughs> so you're wearing your yeah. undies too. I wear my undies during summer. Yeah. I sometimes will throw on like, but I have Peter Alexander like boxes for bedtime. Mm. Like, and are they? And that's the rest of the time wear. you're looking like Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. Yeah. Is, that, is that what's happening? I look, get around looking like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. I have a little candle next in to me summer. Yeah. Yeah. in winter. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Who right. goes there? Well, it's usually always ghosts. If I was, we- <laughs> if I was wearing pajamas regularly, yeah, which I'm not. But if I was, I would say. I probably wouldn't wash them after everywhere because you're not going anywhere. It's dumb. You're not going anywhere. Like you only spend a few hours in them a night. Here's an indelicate question, and I think I know the three of you well enough to just ask it, so I will. You fr- do you free ball in pyjamas? Yes. Depends on... Then you should be washing them like they're undies. Yeah. You should be washing them oh, at the conclusion of a wear. Why? Because it's <laughs> gross. That's like undies then. There's no they're buffer. not like undies. There's though. no buffer between your butt and your and your pajama pants. Yeah, but I'm not sharting in my pajama <laughs> pants. I, re- I get that, but do you? But why do you wear undergarments if that's fine? Yeah, because undergarments, I'm going out in public, and I, I would like, undergarments were like a. It's a containment. A, I see under, underwear as containment. All right, it's just like let's not let's not just. Have, I thought it was a hygiene yeah. thing of like now you can yeah. wear your jeans a few times because you. I don't see underwear as that. I see underwear as like containment. It's like let's not all. Let's not, I don't want to be one. If I'm out in public, I don't want to be one fabric layer away from being exposing myself to the society. So I keep it there as like a safety measure. Do you see it as a bit of both, or do you see it as a safety measure? It's it's both. Things can be more than one thing. Yeah, exactly. okay, right. Yeah, yeah. very good. But very do you? Good. Okay, here's my question. What's your night routine? Do you have a shower before you go to bed every no. night? Yeah, I don't do that either. Do you, no, Michael? I'm, yeah. I'm morning shower. I'm yeah, a morning too. shower person too. And if I have a shower at night and in the morning, I feel like I'm being very wasteful because mm. it's the same as brushing your teeth at night and then in the morning. I'm like, well, nothing happened overnight. I didn't eat anything. Well, I do that. No, no I know I wait. do that, but it's like it's. I don't shower that way mm. though. No, oh, okay. right, okay. But uh, I feel close. like if you shower yeah, every yeah. night, then you don't have to ever probably wash your pajamas because you're getting in. 
clean and then you're getting out of them before you get dirty again. I think saying, you get a lot more mileage out of it if yeah. you do it that way. The other way around, you still have to wash them after a while, but not, it's, again, it's a, not yeah. an everyday thing. Yeah, 13, 10, 16, is there anybody out there in Canberra who A, wears pyjamas to bed and B, washes them every single time they wear them? I like so you only wear, in you only wear your pyjamas once. Yeah. Is there anybody out there that does that? I don't think anyone's got a call. I don't think anyone does that. 13, 10, 60, if you were the only person in Canberra who does this, because I'd be so impressed. That's so much work. It's a lot of and work. And then you essentially, in my eyes, need to have like a pair of pyjamas for each day of the yep. week then. That means you need to have seven pairs of pyjamas. 13, 10, 60. If this is you, we'd love to hear from you. Love yeah. to hear why you're doing it. Love to know how you live your life. You're going to get a call from a P. Alexander who yeah. says, yes, wash your uh, pyjamas yeah. every time you use them yeah. and have 37 <laughs> pairs of them. That's what you should be doing. But right now, 131060 was the number to call. We're looking for somebody, Michael, that does what? Uh, wears pyjamas, not only wears pyjamas every night, but washes them after every single use. Lou is on the line from Harrison. Lou, how are you? Great, how are you? Good, thank you. Very now, Luke, good, thank what's you. going on at your place vis-a-vis pyjamas? So, we're nighttime showers. Everybody has a shower at night. I have a family of seven. Wow. And yep. we wear our pyjamas, and then I wash them in the morning, along with all the laundry from the day before. What? One more washing for a family of seven. Wow. Nighttime showers, every day, different pyjamas. <laughs> wow. That sounds like so much effort. That's a lot of work. That seems like, do you ever think, Lou, sometimes like, eh, no one's going to notice. Like, maybe I'll just wash mine. Or is it always, without fail, you're always getting it done? Always. Yeah, oh, I never that's let it ride. I never carry over yeah, the next day, ever. Well, you run a tight ship at your house, that's, Lou. That's absolutely I amazing. Do. Yeah. That's amazing, Lou. <laughs> and I think also you are probably the poster child for some kind of sponsorship deal with a laundry detergent company. Oh, if we yeah. had absolutely, you'd need to get that hooked up for you, I think. If we had any contacts at Fisher and Python, yeah, we, we would be absolutely using yeah. them. <laughs> Josh. Ned, I've got a real problem on my hands here. Yeah, okay. What's going on in your house? So, I don't know if you've been through this phase yet, but just hear my story and tell me whether or not <laughs> this is something that you've experienced. Yeah. Um, I uh, spend most of my time at my girlfriend Carrie's house now, and which means I'm sort of now intricately involved in the uh, goings-ons of the house. Okay, great. I've got jobs, yeah. so I do little chores, um, and a lot of my little chores revolve around the dogs. Mm. So, like, that's it. I think at the moment, I'm like a junior trainee. Like, a lot of my responsibilities <laughs> exist around the the dogs, yeah. and maybe once I eventually work my way up to assistant manager, then my son, my duties can involve her children. Her, oh, yeah. Her right, actual okay. human children. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just so handle right the now, ones that can't speak first, yeah. and then you can handle more complex things. Right now, we'll go with the ones that have four legs, because yep. they're more stable, yeah. and, then, and they're more able to look after themselves, and yeah. then we might upgrade my responsibilities to involve the bipedal ones that are not as able to look after we'll themselves. We'll say time is not your friend in this one because the older, the longer it takes you, the older they get and yep. less like yep. help they need. A nine-year-old will soon turn into a 10-year-old yeah. and then a 12-year-old yeah. and a 15-year-old and then he doesn't want my help anymore. Yeah. So I've got to really work my way hurry up, up, yeah. up to assistant manager quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm in charge of a lot of things when it comes to the dogs. And the problem with that is that at the moment, they are just awful. <laughs> the dogs. The dogs are terrible. Why? Because they are the cutest dogs on earth. Yeah. 
and they are the worst behaved dogs on earth. Uh, and I can't get mad at them because they're so cute. Yeah. But I am so constantly angry at them. <laughs> I've got a we've got a three year old golden retriever and a one year old golden retriever. Yeah. And Cosmo and Star are their names. They are the worst behaved dogs on earth. Yeah. Look, you do say that, but then also you also say how good they are and how good good girls because they cute. are. Because yeah. They're cute. Right. You can't so, stay so. mad at them, which is the real problem. What are they doing that's so bad? Well, what's happening at the moment is the routine at the, at the end of the morning is because I get up so early, I let them up. I let them out of the house. I get up, let them out of the house so they, they can do wheeze and poos and outside the backyard, not in where they sleep, yeah. downstairs. Uh, and then I have a shower. Okay. And then when I get out of the shower, I bring them back inside and feed them mm. so they get fed, so they, they want to come back inside. Yeah, yeah. And I lock the door behind me. Yep. And then they get let out for the day when the house wakes up and carrying the boys yeah. are up and everything. Sure. So that's how it's supposed to work. Yep. But what's happening now is Cosmo is going out when I go out yeah. and let her out, then I'll have my shower. I can't hear anything. Yep. But she's singing the song of her people. She's Having out there a just bark. barking at the moon, yeah. barking at possums, Having barking a little howl. just at four in the morning. Yeah, so not, not ideal. we've had to bring an end to that, and it's meant that Carrie's had to get up a couple of times while I've been in the shower and bring them back inside. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very disappointed. I tried to work out a new system today, which was essentially I will let them out once I get out of the shower. Yep. Get dressed, yep. and then feed them because then so, you can keep a closer eye. So on they're them. only going to get maybe four minutes outside, yeah. but at the same time, not enough to work up a bark. If they've got a bit of a bit of a grumbly tummy, that's enough time to go and yeah. do that. So that's that's what it's for. As I was on my way to the bathroom today, I walked past Cosmo, and then kept going. Yeah. She was expecting me to come downstairs and let her out. She's like, "That's the way it usually works." The little turd <laughs> starts barking her head off inside. Yeah. Because I didn't follow the routine that I normally right. follow. Right. Okay. Everybody's asleep in the house. Yeah. And so I've run downstairs to open the door to let her out and in that moment realised she's in charge. Yeah. The dog is in charge. Yeah. The one-year-old golden retriever yeah. is in charge of me. Oh, 100%. This is not how this is meant to... I'm meant to be proving yeah. that I can call, that I can have some order and some yeah. discipline in this house yeah. so I can once again work up to assistant manager. Yeah. But I'm currently getting bossed around by a one-year-old golden retriever. I was going to say, you need to put your foot down and just prove, I don't know, just put an end to this. But I don't know what that looks like. Well, because they hold all the cards. Because it's like, all right, well, what are you going to do? They'll just keep barking or they'll wee and poo inside. Is nothing louder than yeah. a dog barking indoors yeah. at four in the morning. Especially yeah, when nothing's happening, there's yeah. nothing louder than a oh, dog bark. Sounds like the world's end. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe bark <sighs> back at them and just make that's them a great think idea. that you've that's gone actually proper great, insane. That's actually a great yeah. idea. You'd be like that guy that was on A Current Affair or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a great idea. Then you need to commit to it and get down there and just start eating food next to them as well. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy is I'll be part deranged. of the pack. I'll be part of the pack. That's what I mean. You need to insert yourself and then become like the alpha wolf of you the pack. You know what pack. the only confusing part about that is? Yeah. That means that when I do get to look after the boys, what, do I have to start going to school again with them? Yes, yeah, just be around constantly. Billy Madison yeah, okay, yeah, damn it. <laughs> but, Ned, yes. uh, just quickly, great news, everyone. We found the radioactive capsule. Thank goodness. Uh, not that it was really any real threat to anyone uh, 
at all, but especially uh, on this side of the country. You, I am you very like glad just, I'm glad you see. just make these broad statements. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've, you've read three things about yeah. this. Well, it was, if, if a bird had grabbed it yeah. and taken it to a populated area, That's apparently bad. it was very dangerous. Yeah, so. look, but I just saw that, like, unless you're, like, within a metre of it, then it was quite hard. But, yeah, the bird thing's obviously not great. Drop it into the chimney of some I just have to hope orphanage. that the, the bird would have sort of, to die before it got anywhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> the point here is it's been found, and yes. this thing was smaller than a 10 cent piece, so that's absolutely incredible. It was giving off, like, a mini Chernobyl level yeah. of reading, so they just used, like, radioactive counters to yeah. find it, but like still... Like a metal detector for radiation. Absolutely amazing that they found this, because it literally was over a 1,500-kilometre yeah. stretch of road. It's the size smaller than a 10 cent piece. I'm pretty impressed. And anybody out there right now that's yeah. listening to this... That he's missing something in their life at the moment. Find it. Go and sunglasses, find it. keys, yeah. whatever. Go and there's, find it. There's hope. Yeah. There is hope. Because <laughs> they managed to find this, yeah. which, which says to me that if you're missing something right now, it's possible. I mean, it's not likely if yeah. you've been missing something for decades, but it's possible. This news is good for Australia, but bad for everyone who has an Australian parent who is like, have you had a good enough look? Have you had a proper look or and have you had a like, boy look? Yes, and I'm like, yes well, I have. That's sexist and unnecessary, <laughs> yeah. but my goodness. Yeah, uh, it's so a shame that they were nearly always right. 100% correct. <laughs> yeah. um, the point I'm making here, Ned, is is there a safe level of radiation? Yeah, like your microwave. Yeah, but does that give off enough of a reading to go one of the little... Beep, 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 yeah, beep, 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 beep. Uh, that's what it is. Well, let's like... cover everything in radioactive material. <laughs> what? Just so it cooks stuff? Just, no, just so that we can find stuff easier. Yeah, so well, we have these little... Beep, 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 beep. Exactly right. It's like, I guess they're, they're, it's all the rage to have now, like, air tags. It's not really all the rage, but it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can get cool kids and the yeah. hip cats with their air tags. With their location devices. It's all the rage. So you can get your air tags and your location tags for your bags Have or whatever. Have we considered uranium? Yeah. Let's just cover everything in radioactive Just drop material. a rod into it and then you'll be able to find it easy as. Oh, dear. Probably not a great idea if everything's covered in it because yeah. then everything would go... Everyone just gets a different element then. Okay, yeah, fine. Look, the periodic table aside, I think this is impressive on a number of levels. Yeah. Mainly because Rio Tinto have come out and said they'll cover the costs of the search. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, guys. Uh, I that's, think so. That's, that's the least not, you could do. It's not the press conference we were expecting <laughs> because we were assuming you would do that. <laughs> Ned, yeah. just taking a look at news from China, uh, they've cloned some cows. Well, one cow, specifically. Well, I'm always confused by how long cloning's been going on because didn't we clone that sheep ages ago? Dolly. Dot or Dolly, that's yeah. right, that's what its name was. It was but 1996. That seems like ages ago, so I'm glad that we're still doing it because I'm very interested in um, cloning. I think it's very, I'm very, very interested in the liver I'm going to need when yeah. I'm probably about 55. So, yeah. yeah, if we can get a clone of my liver, that's I'm very excited about that. I hope Not that my current one, maybe like my 15-year-old yeah. one, if we could get that. I think that uh, hopefully there'll be some kind of developments made where they can just give you organs. We yeah. don't need to grow people for them. It's we just like, here you go. Yeah, here's a lung. Here's yeah. a heart. Here's a brain. Um, also, the great news about this for this cow is that he's got like a couple of new friends now that all look and they're exactly like... Actually, I don't know what I'm saying him. It's obviously a female cow because the cloning's been done because this cow's a super cow to make milk. Right, so what that means it makes super more milk. Milk production. <laughs> so is it going the milk super or it's just the super quantity of well, milk? Actually, that's that's so true. Yeah. Is it just really quality milk? I believe they mean the quantity, right, but okay. yeah, that's it. Which has an extra large udder. So they're going for a bunch of dairy cows that are all the same cow that have huge, huge milk producing capacity. I think I've seen maybe, and to be generous, 
20 variations of cows. Okay. But every single cow fits into that exact same description. Yep. Do you think that this cow will go into the paddock and then another cow will be like, man, you're brown and white like me. Are we clones of one another? You think they're going to realise they're clones? Yeah, well, this is what I mean. I'm saying I'm, every cow essentially looks the same. It looks like one of 15 cows. So I don't I'm, think I, they will realise, to be honest. Because they're cows? Oh, well, look, I don't want to generalise, yeah. but yeah, there are animals that are five times the size of us, yeah. but still let us regularly milk them. Yeah, we've domesticated them. Shoot them, them into their lives. Yeah. I don't think they're going to work this part of it out. <laughs> if, they haven't, if they haven't worked out how to stop us from doing all that, yeah. when there's heaps more of them and they're much bigger than us. Cows have a lot more on their plate than being clones. I think they've got a few issues first yeah. to solve, mainly being part of our food chain. I think I'd sort that out quickly. Also, the other thing that's always super disappointing to me about cloning is that it comes out as a baby. It's not just yeah. like you get a full-grown another cow. Like it's you, not a printer. You get a calf. Yeah, yeah it's not a, exactly. it's not a 3D printer. You essentially... So, like, if it ever does get to people... As cool as a clone of myself would be, does that mean I have to, like, raise myself again? That yep. would be so annoying. Well, yeah, and specifically for this liver thing. We'll come yeah. back to that for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for it. I need, I need to be ready to go. Yeah. I need a 3 d liver. What do you liver. mean I'm going to raise you and send you to school for and 15 I'm years? I'm 55 and I need this new liver, yeah. and now I've got to put myself back through primary school yeah. until I can take it? <laughs> I don't have 10 years, guys. <laughs> Top of 26 is what you can expect out of this day. Josh. Um, right now it is 12 degrees and going, going. I wasn't done. It looks very spooky I wasn't out there. done. I know, right? I'm trying to go back to what you were talking about, but there's fog <laughs> and also clouds as well, so it looks like there's a sim, very thin slither of blue yeah, out there in the sky. A little, a little spooky in Christ at the moment. Um, but Josh, some myths about hair loss, like... If you wear a hat all the time, your hair will fall out. That I've one's a pretty common that. one. Yeah, you wear I've a hat thoroughly a disproven that. Yeah. I've been wearing a hat since I was 21 and yeah. I've still got a Brillo pad mop. What if you went to a scientist and they were like, uh, no, that is very much true. Think of the head of hair you would have had if you'd not worn oh, hats. God, that would be disappointing, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty happy with You've my hair. You've got a pretty but, good head of hair. But I mean, but at the same time, imagine. Yeah. Imagine if it could have been Jason Bateman yeah. style. You could have looked like John Stamos oh. forever if you oh. really wanted to, but that's all right. Um, another one that's very, very uh, popular is that uh, if you have, if your mum's dad had, still has hair, you're going to be good. Then you're going to be fine. Yeah, this is one of the ones that a lot of guys will cling to because they'll be like, yeah, my granddad has hair on yeah. my mum's side, which means I'm all good. I'm fine. Even though they've got Homer Simpson-style three strands of yeah. hair. You're like, mm, What do you think it's coming I back? I don't think that's <laughs> going to work out, buddy. It's not going for a, a wide lap. Yeah. Um, my grandpa uh, has not a thick head of hair, but he's got like, He's got a fair bit of hair. He went through like chemotherapy a couple of years ago as well, and he kept all of his hair. It didn't oh, wow. fall out. So, mm -hmm. and then after he stopped because he was in remission, all of his hair grew back even more. So, so I was wow. like, I'm sitting pretty here. Yeah, you're gonna I've be got good. some pretty good hair genes. I feel like. Um, Your daddy's bald as a cricket ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people refer to him as Franklin the Turtle uh, because he's as bald and walks He like, does look a little like Franklin. He looks he, a lot. And he wears yeah. round glasses. Which I'd is post it on Instagram mm. and show everyone how much my dad looks like Franklin the Turtle, except yeah. he would he'd somehow see it. Yeah, and I feel like he'd be, yeah. Well, I think we're past that. He'd more just probably try and fight me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I think he'd step over. But apparently... That's a survey two tactic right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ned fights his At the National Convention. That would be not great for me be because my dad does me. a lot more physical activity than I do. But uh, a doctor has come out and has gone, uh, done a bunch of research, not the case. If you no, start boarding in your 30, it's not your mother's genes' fault. Okay, yeah. It's just... He's like, it's an honestly, it's like an equal concoction of both your parents' what genes. An absolutely stupid statement to make. Yeah, I know. If you start balding in your 30s, it's not your mum's dad's fault. 
Let's be very clear. Yeah. When I start bowling, I'm not looking for someone to blame. No. It's like, now let's fix this problem. I'm if just trying I to can. Keep my... Is there any way I can fix it? Jeff Bezos, richest man on earth, would have me believe there's no, no. way you can yeah. fix it because otherwise he would. Yeah. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here, though, <laughs> yeah. is I'm looking for a way to take some comfort. Exactly right. You're just looking for false reassurances where you're like, this well, I don't have to worry about it. I just think we're looking to someone to blame. It's, yeah. not, it's someone to look to and go, oh. Yeah. That's my canary in the mine. Yeah. I'll be okay. They're like, I'm going to get my opar on the phone and be like, What the hell? Who do you think this is? And he's like, Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. Yeah, look, it's not enough. Fat enough. I'm coming over for some hair. No, it's not about blame. It's about taking some stock. It's, it's about, about taking feeling good. Yeah. yeah. Because I think one of the genuine reasons your hair might fall out is stress. And if I think my hair's going to fall out, that is going to stress yeah, me out. stress out it's a It's like bit. a snake eating its own yeah. tail. It just feeds into itself. Can I quickly say, science needs to work this out quickly as to A, because just it's a an absolute goldmine waiting to happen yeah. if you can get some hair growing back legitimately and it's full on the way it's all meant to be. B... Just who are we supposed to look to? Yeah, exactly. Who's the yeah. person we're tell supposed me. to take comfort yeah. in? If you can't solve the hair thing, yeah. work, tell us who. Who is it? Who where does it come <laughs> from? Who is the one we can go, oh, yeah. he doesn't have hair, I'm not going to have hair. Exactly right. I need a definitive answer of the person I look to is my hair oracle. Get me that answer, <laughs> science. <laughs> Josh, I hope this isn't too offensive to uh, many people, but I am not a huge fan of hunting. i tell you what I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And this, I've seen this more and more, and I know people who hunt will say this isn't the same thing, but it, it kind of is to me. Like, I love the photography people. That's what I was... That are yeah, doing all of the it. skills of yeah. hunting, apart from, obviously, the last part, yeah. but then they take, like, a really amazing photo. I think that's so much more impressive yeah. than just being like, oh, I just... I fired something that's meant to kill, and it did kill, and now I have this thing that's yeah. dead. It's this like, thing has no way of defending itself. Yeah. It's, it, I don't get it. I must admit, I don't get it, yep. but I get that it's been around for literally the Forever. entire time yeah. that humans have been around. Yeah, so, the, yes. uh, second oldest profession in the world. Mm. There is a something that I... Yeah, exactly what you said, though. I think the photography, like, I've gotten a one-off photo view of this animal that not yeah. I'll ever get again, and I've done a very good job. But anyway, regardless, there is a lot of hunting that goes on in America. Yes. Uh, a Massachusetts bow hunter named Chris Alberini is a very big fan of hunting. Yeah. Well, he hunts with a bow. Exactly You already right. know he's taking it to the knee. He's got bored with guns. We'll say that that's more impressive to me uh, already, that yes. this guy's using bows, because I'm like, well, taking it back to our ancestral mm-hmm. roots where we were all cavemen or whatever. He's done something that I, even as much as I am not a big fan of hunting, I've got to go, <laughs> well done, dude. He's out in the, he's out in the woods. Uh, he's been hunting this white-tailed deer for ages, stalking yep. it through. I'll, I think, I was going to try and put it in my own words, but the way that this newspaper article, which is fieldandstream.com, have put it, I think I just need to read it verbatim, Okay. After drinking too much coffee, he was forced to scoot back down to the ground to do his business. Oh. And number two, he moved away off, dropped trowel, mm. and all of a sudden there was movement that led to Alberini taking a number two that measured... <laughs> they're talking about the bow. Like, the yeah. bow was mm-hmm. a number two, but... Yeah, yeah also very good Very figure. good journalism. Yeah, measured 196 and, a, and one-eighth inches. So he's essentially just shot this deer whilst taking a dump. Yeah. Mid-dump, he's pulled out his bow, and you don't want to move, obviously, because you don't want to scare this deer. He's been stalking him for a while. He's fired one off. 
whilst firing one off. Mm, very well come, done. Come away with the game-winning deer. Can I say quickly, too, the extending your body out motion, I feel like helps loosen your diaphragm, is, which I feel... Yeah. So as he's gone back, he's, he's doing probably, warrior pose. He's probably plopped out. Yeah. Yeah, and then no, boom. Think about it. Think about, like, I don't know if you've ever seen a bow. If it's a compound bow, you've got to go, like... <sighs> you've got oh, to, like, yeah, pull really, it back. Really yeah, so he's strain. really stretching. So that either way, that's pretty good. Well, does it... Or does it clench up? I'm saying, do you just, is it sort of like uh Well, really, he's, uh, Alberini's going to be the only one that can answer this question, really, isn't he? And I yeah. don't want an answer. I'll be honest, I really don't, don't want, want an answer. I don't want to interview Chris, <laughs> to be honest. I don't, the I don't dump want... you were taking while you shot that yeah, deer? Yeah, God, that sucks for the deer. <laughs> Gotta be so embarrassing. That is yeah. disappointing You get to deer. deer heaven and you're like... That's probably the that's probably the most horrific thing to happen to deer since Bambi. Like that's yeah. that's that's a lot. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. This is more embarrassing than horrific, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. This is certainly not a good one for the deer. Human got me. Yeah, and the human was not even. This wasn't his yeah. primary job no, at the time. It, 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 it was, was almost by accident. It was focused on something <laughs> very different at the time. <laughs> Josh, something that I think everyone is either wearing today or at least worn once in their lives, um, jeans. You're wearing them right now. Mm. Stand up for me. I need to see something. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Okay. Now show me your pockets. <laughs> wow. You actually don't have them. All right. Well, they're that kind of... Oh, yeah. You got a little one there. All right. What I want to talk about <laughs> is nothing. Yeah, That's right. going to yeah, That right. was great. That's not going to get better than that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's his little, little reset. We're talking about jeans. Shoddy, when Shoddy wore those apple bottom jeans yeah. uh, and she decided to pair them with boots with the fur, mm. uh, which evidently worked out for her because the yeah. whole club was staring at her, yeah. um, there was something on those apple bottom jeans that... Shoddy, I'm sure, didn't know what they were for, what mm. it was about, but it was a decision that was made in the very early days of jeanery. What is it? Those little metal studs that have, like, essentially they look like metal nipples, sort of. Yeah, okay. That go on jeans. Do you know what they're for? I do. What? I actually do know what they're for, and I don't want to ruin this entire no, talk no, break say, for you. Tell me. Therefore, where back in the day, yes. sti- stitching technology wasn't what it was. It, what it was, and what it is now. Correct. And they're in high stress points of the jeans that would tear. Exactly right. So when you went down mines, and I guess were filling yep. your pockets with coal or whatever, mm-hmm. they would tear quite often in the corners. Yeah. And so they had to like press them with things. They literally structurally reinforced yeah. your jeans with yeah. iron. They essentially, <laughs> they really did. They did like a nail gun through yep. your jeans to hold them together. Um, um, weird that they're still around, though. I it's mean, like, on yeah. your jeans, they're not there that much anymore. But yeah. like, they, you only have really one on the side. I bet you a lot of people didn't know that, though. No, I feel a lot like of people a lot of people... Because when I was a kid, I didn't yeah. know that. I think I Googled it once, and that's why I know yeah. what it is. But I, you know I what I thought? Were, I thought they were buttons. Me too. Yeah, I thought they were, you know, like, like, they were clip, like the clip buttons. And I'd go a step further, because I used to watch Jackass so much when I was a kid. Yeah. I thought, you know how Party Boy tears his pants off? Yeah. I thought they were for that. I Just in case every pant you wanted to own was a strip of pants. extra level of pant over your pants so you could rip it off. That's what I thought they were for. Yeah. A lot of people say, like, if you ever put on jeans out of, like, a tumble dryer or whatever, and it's so, it it really does burn your Mm -hmm. skin. I thought that's what they were for. Just to, like, Chill out. To burn people. Yeah, just to be like, if you get, don't put your pants straight on out of the tumble dryer. Let them cool. He's also some kind of like preventative thermometer yeah. to when you shouldn't, your pants are too hot to wear. Stop wearing your pants so hot. Let them cool down a yeah. bit before you put them back on. Yeah, lie, lie, pants on fire, all yeah. of that business. Just yeah. cool your pants. Let them sit for a second. Then much, you like can put a, them on. much like how a bowl of noodles might have a bit of steam on sure. it. Sure. These, these things exactly burn similar. you to yeah. let you know that your pants are not ready you to put, put on. You put them on too hot. You're like, ah. 
all right, I need to chill out. I need to go about my day with more <laughs> finesse, I suppose. This is, uh, that is probably dumber than the strip of hand thing, yeah, I'd say. It's I mean, almost I know there. When kids try and work out things they don't understand for themselves, yeah. I mean, you know what I get it's really hilarious worried. usually, but they're both very stupid thoughts of oh, what we would have thought. I have, uh, the thing I get worried about the most with this show is that, like, I remember as a kid, I would just hear adults say things, and because they're adults, I would just go, like, well, that must be true because. They're adults, so why would they be lying? I'm worried about any kids hearing this and, like, the dumb stuff that you and I just say to, like, make each other laugh or whatever. A kid out there will take this in Mm -hmm. and think that this is how the world works. There'll be some 19-year-old one day that will be going to their first O-week party at uni and will tell somebody else... Yeah, so those buttons on the jeans, yeah. they so you know when your pants are too hot to yeah. put on. Also, if you want to update them at all, you can tear them straight <laughs> off with that. <laughs> By the way, I, I also am very good at alphabets. <laughs> I have no reason why I'm so good at that, but I am good at that. <laughs> Ned, right now, I witnessed something last night that I think has actually unlocked a series of thoughts that I now know who to blame for my incredibly bad time management skills. Your tardiness. My tardiness. Because I am very bad at being where I say I'm going to be at a certain time. Yeah. I'm getting better at it, and I will say I attribute all of that to being in a relationship. I'm getting much better at being places on time because yeah. it's not fun when you're not places on time. Um, but yeah. there is certainly something that I witnessed last night, and I went, oh, my God. This is where it started. This is where it started. <laughs> One of my favourite things about being in a relationship as well is that how wonderful, like, normal, boring stuff is. Yeah. Like, how great it just normal things become. Like, one of my favourite things at in my life at the moment is just being able to be there for dinner time. Yeah, So, true. like, Carrie's there, two boys under ten, just getting ready for dinner is so exciting. Like, yeah. And I don't know why, but it is just a nice well, feeling. Well, that's lovely. Right? That probably means yeah, that, you'll last the, the, the whatever of time. Yeah, Passage, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, one thing I did notice last night, though, was something I've noticed many times but never really had the eureka moment with. Carrie gave a five-minute warning for dinner to the boys. She was mm. like, boys, five minutes until dinner. Mm-hmm. Pretty typical mum manoeuvre. Yeah. Like I, I remember my mum doing that all the time. Yeah. But I also remember the eureka moment that occurred seeing something I thought all the time at dinner time. Carrie said five minutes, boys, just as she put a steak onto the fry pan to cook it up. Just as she placed it there. Right. And I thought to myself, unless you're wanting severe food poisoning... Yeah. Well, you can have a bloody as hell, but it's not, not going to be good. That's not going to be ready <laughs> yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. And I said that to Carrie. I was a like, blue steak. it's going to take longer than five minutes. And she said to me, yeah, but you've got to hustle them. Mums mm. give false how long until dinner's ready times. The original hustlers. And have always done that throughout yeah. the history of time mm. to the point where I don't know what five minutes is accurately. I think yeah. I was trained from such a young age to think that five minutes and then I'd go to the dinner table and be sitting there and there'd be nothing happening. Yeah. To think that five minutes is actually 15 minutes. 15 minutes is five minutes. So a 15-minute car ride to me, I'm like, oh, it'll only take five minutes. Yeah. My time management skills are terrible because my mum tricked me with dinner time. Yeah, and I think... And I'm watching it happen to a new generation. It goes a front row seat to it. Probably gives you a false sense of security. I'm the exact same. My mum would always be like, dinner's on, and I'd come out, and then she'd be like, you need to set the table. And I was like, well, dinner's clearly not on then, is it? Dinner's not on. This has been a lie. If I'm setting up the table... This has been a lie, mother. I've been rused from my room. I would say 
is absolutely the root of all of my time management problems. I would agree because it gives you a false sense of security as well because you're like, all right, well, if I go and do this now, I'll have heaps of time on my sleeve, mm-hmm. so I don't need to do this now. Yep. I've got all of this time on my sleeve. I'm good to go. Have then a look. that's not the case. Have a look at the root cause. Yeah. It's mums with dinner time. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. It's, it should have outweighed or should have at least evened it out with me and my dad because he would be like, breakfast is on. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, right, I'll, be, I'll go out in like five, ten minutes. And I'd go out and I would have the wettest, sloppiest cereal. I'd be like, essentially would be eating wet cardboard because my dad really wasn't was kidding. Yeah, it was he was like, yeah. your breakfast mm-hmm. is out there and it has milk in it, so eat it. Otherwise, you're going to be having wet cardboard for breakfast. Mm. This is interesting. Because that should have offset There is it. science yeah. that probably could prove or disprove this, yeah. but I think my way of just blaming mum is much more fun. Yeah. So let's just go with that and moving forward. And part of the cause as well. Yeah, I'll blame my parents for pretty much everything, so let's just go with this. <laughs> Ned, we've got uh, an absolute cash grab on the way. Um, it is the re-release yeah. for the 25th anniversary edition of Titanic. Uh, releasing it in time for Valentine's Day, which I don't think is a coincidence. I don't think so either. I think that's very, very much on purpose. I think when I think when the Avengers toppled Avatar and became the biggest movie of all time for like that weird seven months there, yeah. James Cameron took that so personally. He was like, you think that's good, do you? He's released, obviously, Avatar 2, which is, I don't think it's going to be one of the biggest movies of all time, but it's it's in the top ten already. I think like, it's number like six or yeah. seven or five or something. But he's Titanic still, I think, number three or number two. Titanic is definitely up there in the top five. It's like, it goes, yeah, I think Avatar, Endgame, then maybe Titanic. Titanic. I think it is Titanic. It's definitely yeah. top three. It made but so much money. But they'll pump it money. out again this, this year. Yeah. People will go see it in cinemas. It'll make yeah. another $100 million. It'll just pump it up a little bit more. Yep. Uh, this is absurd to me. Seems like any time James Cameron just needs a little bit of a cash injection into his bank account, he's like, what about we re-release this movie? I don't think he needs the cash injection. This no, is a pride I thing. I think it's a pride then. thing. He just yeah. wants all of his movies to be one, two, three, and four of the top movies of all time. Exactly right. I can just say quickly, though, this has upset me because I'm a massive Titanic nerd. Like, I've, I've got... One of, you know how kids get obsessed with a topic? Mine yeah. was Titanic for yeah. some weird, morbid reason. I was like seven, eight, nine, and I was like fascinated by Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. But I probably will go see this in the movies because I've actually never seen Titanic in a cinema. And I, have, 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 well, I was too young. I was too young when it came out. And then the re-release, I couldn't be bothered. I didn't go. Yeah, I think 3D, I went on a date. Remember how they released it in 3D? Yes. And my 3D makes me feel sick, yeah. so I didn't go and see it. I went and saw it in 3D uh, on a date. It also feels weird going to see something where like nearly 3,000 people literally died yeah. in 3D. Yeah. It feels weird going to see that. It's very odd. Yeah. It makes the scene where David. the guy falls down and hits the chimney even funnier, though. Yeah, okay, don't say stuff like that. The point I'm making here, Ned, yeah. is that I'm sick and tired of a debate that keeps going on on the internet around this movie yep. about whether or not Rose had enough room on the door to save Jack. Yeah, look, Spoiler alert, yeah, by the way. Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, she doesn't do that and he just drowns and yeah. freezes. But, yeah, look, I, it's since it's the movie came door. out. This has been debunked. Yeah. Mythbusters have done it. Uh, YouTubers have done it. James Cameron's talked about it. Every Leonardo DiCaprio's even mentioned it. It's, yeah. it's done. Stop asking about the door. I feel like just there's so much other stuff in this movie as well. I didn't even like it, but there's yeah. other interesting things that could be said about this movie. Can I just quickly say, though, Yeah, I'm pretty sick of the door thing. I don't think I'm the most sick of the door thing no, because course. I think that title goes to someone else. Now, director James Cameron is setting the record straight in an upcoming Nat Geo special, Titanic, 25 years later. 
Cameron sent two stunt actors into an ice-cold pool to simulate what Jack and Rose went through in the North Atlantic waters. They had similar body types to Leo and Kate, and there was also a hypothermia expert on hand since the water in the pool was 56 degrees. Okay. He's literally put two, mm. hope, I would imagine, hopeful up-and-coming actors mm-hmm. into an ice bath mm-hmm. to prove he's that like the enough. door... He's had so yeah. much of enough of this yeah. that he's torturing two human yeah. beings to make a point. I like that it's the only part that's up for subjection as well. It's like, that. all the other stuff happened. Like, there's documentation of it all happening. But the fact that there was two people who were made up, mm-hmm. that one of them was on a door... Fictional, now that's, potentially. That's door. Pre- yeah, that's the thing that gets spoken about mm-hmm. the part in the Titanic. Did you know, here's, look, here's what I want to offer to people right now, almost like a bit of a service. When someone says to them, oh, Jack, he could have feared, he couldn't have feared, whatever, hit them with one of these facts. These are two facts I find way more interesting. James Cameron apparently infamously threatened to fire anyone who would get out of the tank for a bathroom break <laughs> while shooting the lifeboat scenes. Which leading means to more all, than a few actors relieving themselves in the water. They're all in their own or pee. swimming yeah. in their pee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, a huge, it was a tank the size of an Olympic swimming pool, so probably fine. Um, you know, the engine master, I mean, sure you know this because I think that's all you did with your childhood. Mm. He goes, all ahead full. Mm. You know when he does that? That's mm. actually James Cameron. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Both more interesting facts than, oh, you know, the door wasn't big enough. And we actually found a third interesting fact for anyone going swimming with Ned. He yeah. figures that Olympic-sized pools find a pee in, yeah. according to literally a statement he made 35 yeah. seconds ago. That's so fine. I honestly a, stand by that statement. That's a weird third bonus fact. That's Don't fine. go in a public pool with Ned. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Canberra Region Workers' Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards-Johnson. Canberra's Hit 104.7.